welcome to the East Surrey Bump to Birth podcast, hosted by myself, Emma, and my wonderful friend, Becca. This podcast is dedicated to parents-to-be and new families in the East Surrey area, providing a wealth of knowledge and support through the exciting journey of pregnancy and birth. Join us as we discuss everything from prenatal care and childbirth education to navigating the challenges of life with a new baby. We'll be joined by guest expert speakers, including midwives, doulas, breastfeeding experts, nutritionists, and more, who will share their insights and expertise to help you make informed decisions and feel confident in your choices. Whether you're a first-time parent or a seasoned pro, the East Surrey Bump to Birth podcast has something for everyone. With a focus on empowering parents, we will help you feel calm, confident, and supported through your pregnancy and birth journey. So tune in and get ready to be inspired. Hello, Emma. Hi, Becca. How are you? We're back. We are back after our summer break. A long one. Sort of, almost back in school. Oh, yes. We were just talking about that. Unfortunately, um, my son has had to stay home because of the concrete issue. Yeah, and my littlest has just gone into reception, which they don't like to just, you know, let them start school. They make them go in one day this week, two days next week. So we have. Grabbed a little snippet of time to just do a quick We have, because we today. were so eager to get back. We were like, no, let's just do one quickly. Let's get an episode out there. Indeed. So, yes, very excited to be back. back yeah. yeah. So, today we are going to talk. So, we had an episode a few weeks back about the ins and outs of the birth centre at East yeah. Surrey Hospital. We kind of yeah. talked a bit about the pros and cons, what's yeah. available, things like that. So, if yeah. you want to find out more about that... Go back to that episode. We will put yeah. a little link below in case it's hard to find. Yeah, but we thought we'll do a little recap just in case you don't, you know, you've either listened to it already or, you know, we thought we'll do a little recap on the birth centre and then we're also going to touch on the other um, way, you know, other locations that you can have birth. We thought we'd discuss the labour ward and home birth as well. Yeah, just so you know what all of your options are if you are giving birth within East Surrey Hospital. What yeah. we will do another week is pop back do the same but talking about some of the other local hospitals in case that you're planning to go to Croydon University Hospital, uh, Epsom, St Helier or even if you're a little bit further down in Surrey and Sussex you've got the options of the Princess Royal I believe it's called but we will do a little summary of all of those so that you can make a decision, understand how to decide because you don't necessarily have to go for the nearest hospital to you, how you decide what is best for you. Yeah, weighing up all the pros and cons. Yeah. So, but like we said, East Surrey. So we'll start with the birth centre because we have talked about that before. Yep, yep, yep. So, yes, birth centre at East Surrey. That is what is known as an attached midwife-led unit. Some areas around the country have kind of ones that are separate, like a whole separate building a few miles away. But mm. we don't have one of those here, so we won't delve into what that no, means. It no, is no. in the hospital. Yeah. A couple of metres down the door. I was going to say, it's the same floor the as the labour ward. It's literally one small corridor between the birth centre and the labour ward, very close together. Um, and as we've discussed on the previous episode, it's very much like a home-for-home environment. Yes. So you've got all the comforts of having the nice dim lights, having the birth pool, having a bed. It's all very nicely decorated. It's designed to feel as unmedical as possible. Yeah. It's really leaning into this idea that birth isn't some huge medical event. It's something yeah. that happens very normally most of the time. Yeah. And that really facilitates that. So they've got three rooms, 
all of them have pools, all yep. of them have ensuite bathrooms, yep. all of them have got everything you would expect, the fairy yep. lights, all of that All stuff. the affirmations and the mood lighting. Um, and they've got a bed as well, like you would do in Labour Ward as well, if you want to use the bed. Obviously, the yep. whole point of having that birth centre room is there's lots of options available so you don't have to use the bed if you don't want to you can get in the pool or you can just use the bed as like a leaning tool or to use all all fours um and I suppose as well in terms of pain relief options obviously the birthing pool is the biggest sort of pain relief option in that room it's straight away available to you um you can have the some of the opioid options are available there they would ask you to get out of the pool most likely because they can make you pretty sleepy you know fairly basic senses don't fall asleep (laughs) in a pool of water yeah and then in normal times you do also have the option of gas and air we are recording this at the beginning of september what's the date today we are the seventh today i know that the latest update which was i think a week or two ago when they did an instagram live about the gas and air it's very much they're aiming to have it back the end of the month the end of september it's not for definite no there's no firm date but fingers crossed but that's what they're aiming for if you're listening to this now and you are pregnant most likely by the time that you have your baby gas and air will be back as an option yeah so and that is piped into the rooms easily accessible yeah and i think that the idea is they're going to have like standalone ventilation machines in the room that will help the ventilation in the room so that they can get the gas and air back. Yes. Um, just a reminder, it's not a safety issue for mum because no. I think a lot of people are worried about it. Yeah, yeah. It's It was more to do with the actual midwives who have to be around it every single day. Yes. Again, we've got an episode about that. We've got so a whole episode. If you're so, concerned, want to find out more, yeah. go But it's not a concern for mum, don't worry. It's purely for the health benefits of the midwives. Yeah, but yes, long-term exposure. Exactly. Sort of so units are planned to be put in and that should be back at the end of the month. Yeah, so um, that's the birth. So that's the birth. So you can have a tour, can't you? They, 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 you can, yes. They call that what the bumped baby, I think it's called. It is. Very similar to the name of our podcast. <laughs> um, yes, and traditionally speaking, you know, if we're looking at the very black and whites, the birth centre is aimed towards the families that are having low risk pregnancies, low yeah. risk births. But a reminder again, we've discussed this before, but guidelines are guidelines they are not written with every individual person in mind so if you are keen to use the birth center but think maybe you might not fall into those categories speak to your midwife or arrange a session with the birth choices team at the hospital to really discuss what it is that you want yeah and see whether or not that is arrangeable it isn't as black and white as high risk low risk yeah exactly it's looking in more detail and they can Along with consultants, they can sort of put a plan together yeah. if that's what you want. Yeah, so. exactly. To facilitate as much as possible what you want, obviously, with the priority in you and baby's yeah, safety. Exactly. So if, for some reason, the birth centre isn't available for you, whether it be to do with your health or any other reason, yeah. the other option within the hospital itself is the delivery suite, sometimes or, known yeah, as labour ward. Obstetrics ward. Yeah. It'll be known as a few different things. Yes. But indeed. it's literally down the corridor from yeah. the birth center. It's all in one area of the hospital on the same yes. floor. It's all very quite close together. Um, now, I know at East Surrey, they are trying to make the rooms in the labour ward a bit more 
like the birth centre rooms. Improvements have definitely been made. They are trying to put (laughs) and time constraints as well. They are trying to put a few sort of fairy lights in there. I think some of them they've got a couple of murals up. Yeah, some some nice walls. They've got some. I think they might have some mood lighting in one or two of them. I think they might be in all of them now. Yeah, they were were aiming to have the boxes in each room that have mood lighting. So they say I think maybe some fairy lights, fairy lighting, speaker things like that. that you can are, make the space your own. Yeah, they are making that a bit more uh, nicer environment in there. But uh, again, it's, it is different from the birth centre, so it is it a is. bit more of a clinical feeling it because is, yeah. obviously that's how, what they were built for. Um, and for some of the families in them, they need that. If you are in that room because there is a real genuine reason that you are high risk or yeah. if you are having a more complicated labour that is involving more medicalisation, whether yeah. that be induction, things like that, then obviously there's a need for more medical equipment around in those scenarios. So of course they are there. Yeah. But they are very lovely rooms. We have they are. seen them quite recently. We have. They yeah. are... They're quite light and bright. But you can adapt But that. you can adapt it. That's so what I'm going to say. depending on what you are looking for, but if you're looking for that low lighting, really great for getting all your hormones going. Oxytocin, as we like to say. Dimmable lights, <laughs> yeah. blinds in the windows, things like that. You can adapt it. I think, yeah. we, I think we both say in our classes, don't we, that no matter where you give birth, you can always adapt your environment yeah. to make it more comfortable for, for you and to make it a more nicer environment. And that's the same for the labour ward rooms. You can bring your own I mean actually they're very good with that as well East Surrey they do say to mums bring your own stuff yeah, in to make, make it your own so bring your own fairy lights if you've got or LED candles or yeah. anything from home that you know is going to really adapt your environment when yeah. you're there if you are having um, your birth and in the, in the labour ward bring stuff in to adapt your environment Indeed. as well you yeah. can make it more homely by bringing exactly. your own stuff in so and that tour they do also i believe does take you into the labor ward a little bit as well so you can see what that like so you can go in take a look and you can kind of plan yeah what would i want to change in that room have done that kind of pre-thinking i always say the more planning and thinking you can do in pregnancy oh yes not trying to do it off the drop of a hat whilst you're in labor and things are you know your hormones are going you're being quite distracted every mm. couple of minutes by a contraction. Yeah. Do all that thinking and planning before, because then you know you've got everything you need in your back. Exactly. And it's going to make you feel so much calmer when you are in labour, because you think, oh, okay, I've planned all this. I know exactly what I want. So when you're concentrating on your contractions, your you don't have... Your partner's there sorting it all you're out. Sorting it all you. out. <laughs> yes, they can... As soon as you get there, you can say to your birth partner, right, whilst I'm concentrating on my breathing and concentrating on these surges... Can you set it up for me? Yeah, exactly. And it's not going to take them long to do. No, it's it was shocking minutes, how much of you know. a difference literally lowering the lights and having yeah. a string of fairy lights out will do. Even okay. if that's all that you get to, yeah. the difference is shocking. Try it at home. Dig out your fairy lights. See how long it takes. Take a nice bright day. Close all your curtains, lower the lights to string of fairy lights, and I bet you you'll get that warm, fuzzy Christmas cosy vibe yeah. instantly. <gasps> you saying about Christmas... Mm-hmm. I had a couple recently who were due in November, oh, and they said, "You know what? We might actually take a Christmas tree with us. You Do know, it. like the mini Christmas trees that you get yeah. from like Poundland yeah. or something, and they're only about I don't know, they're tiny yeah. with like little lights already built in." Oh. 
What a great idea. I always see around awesome. that Christmas time on Instagram, obviously there's loads of birth images out there on Instagram yeah. and things, but there's always some that come around with like home birth, yes. like Christmas in front of the Christmas tree. And I'm always like, oh my God, How I amazing is that, isn't <laughs> it? So I just revolt, nice. and again, it's back to that nice fairy lights. Christmas yeah, trees are perfect for those little already really dimmed cute. lights. I like and that. I said, do it. They're not going to say no <laughs> because they want you to bring stuff in. So. Yeah. Look now, if you're having a winter birth, if you're planning yeah. to have a birth, you know, if you're due in November, December, yeah, go to Powland or <laughs> any of those, Get a, or Amazon, good old Amazon, yeah. get a really cheap little mini Christmas tree, that. put that in the room, and it all adds to that sort of yeah. nice oxytocin buzzy. So I had to mention that, because yeah, I thought that was that. such a, a sweet idea. idea. Um, and of course, labour ward, back to pain relief, you have everything that you would with a birth centre yeah, and home including birth. Including one of the rooms does have a birth pool. Not yes. all of them. There are nine rooms in the delivery suite, yeah. but one of them does have a pool. Yeah. So if you are hoping to use the pool, request let them it. Know. Yeah. Request it. Obviously, if it's busy, things like that, then that's it's more difficult. unfortunate. But hopefully, if there's mm. women that are planning on using that or can't because of whatever's going on mm. in their labour... Ideally, they won't be put in that room to keep it available where for possible. The, yeah, but even of if you don't, they're still all on suite rooms. You've still got a shower, I was about things to say, like that available. If you to haven't you. got a pool, you can go in the ensuite and maybe stand under a running shower yeah. or sit in the shower with the run the water running on your yeah. back. So there is other options. Yeah. And of course, with labour wards, you then have also access to epidural, and yes, that is the only place that you can have an epidural. Because obviously, you need to be monitored, and obviously, the anaesthetist only works in the labour ward because yes. you have to be monitored yeah, so it comes with its own complications potentially yeah like like, like any pain relief you need the extra monitoring. comes with pros and cons yeah. like all pain relief options so there is the option of epidural on the labour ward yes. as well yeah which you can't have in the birth centre but you can in labour no ward. what i will say about that though is the caveat of i know from speaking you know mm. we've both got children we've spoken to lots of people over the years even outside yep. of our role as antenatal teachers Women that go to the delivery suite, despite being low risk, just because they think, well, what if I mm. want an epidural? Mm. My take on it is if you are able to use the birth centre, but you think, well, I don't know if I'll need an epidural, if I want one. If you start in that birth centre and then decide whilst you're there, do you know what? I'm really struggling. I'm really tired. Yeah. Whatever else is going on, I think it's time for me to have an epidural. You can just really easily... Make that little move yeah. across the corridor yeah. into a room where you can then have your epidural. Yeah. It isn't a one or the other choice. Absolutely. If you feel like you're unsure or you would like to try even doing some of your labour without, why not start somewhere? Which is actually going to exactly. really enhance your possibility of not needing one yeah. because that is kind of what the statistics say yeah. about yeah. labouring in the delivery, in the birth centre, sorry, is they there do. is less requests for that kind of pain relief there because is. of the things they've got going on there. Yeah, because of the other options. You, yeah. it, you move. It's really simple. There'll be no kind of judgment or no, difficulty in doing that. And then you can simply move over. Yep. Take whatever you had set up in the birth centre. Yeah, take with it with you. you. That's for Chuck birth partners to do. Yeah, yeah birth, birth partners, partner birth partner job, move it, set it all up in the new yeah. room. And it's a really, I think we said, you know, it's a really short transfer. Yes. It, I mean, it can take up to 30 minutes to be transferred because oh, yeah, obviously they need to find you a room, set it all up and, up, do, and do all the paperwork. Yeah. But they normally say that they, have, they try to aim for up 
30 minutes, yeah. don't they, to get you transferred? You wouldn't really want to be going in a huge rush over there anyway. No, you want to you keep want that it to be nice and calm and chill. Of course you do. Keep so, that oxytocin going. So yeah. absolutely. I think um, that's a really good point. You know, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're thinking, oh, I want birth centre, but I'm not sure... Give it a go. Yeah. And if yeah. you really think, no, I've, I've had enough, then it's a really short transfer over. Yeah. And then obviously the anaesthetist will come over and do it for you once you're in your new room exactly. in labour ward. And similarly, if you're concerned about, I mean, again, we've talked about statistics before, we'll put links in. But if you were to be concerned, you know, what if the centre and what if we do need more medical help or mm. more monitoring things, again, if you're in the birth centre mm. and they feel like you need more medical support, yeah. It's a really quick, simple move. Yeah. No rushing, no drama. Yeah. It's really easy. So it's, you know. Yeah, again, that's the beauty of them both being so close together is that it's not like they're other ends of the hospital or completely different buildings. It really is such a short transfer down the corridor. So they can get you in there very quickly. And, you know, hopefully there wouldn't be an emergency situation. But if they said, actually things are you know you're struggling a little bit or baby's a bit tired you've had a lot you know we we may be going down the road of c-section again it is so quick to get you down there and prep you and get ready and stuff like that so the delivery suite whatever they want to call it does have its own theatres their own obstetric theatres so it's not a traipse across the other side of the hospital where the main theatres are that are used to all the other departments they have their own theatre yeah for C-sections or any other reason you may oh, need it's to all go together. to theatre. All, all together. On that same corridor. Yeah. Really quick, really easy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And I think after that, we'll do a proper full in-depth episode about what we suggest in terms of making that room feel as comfortable as yeah. possible. Yeah, we we've covered it a little more. bit, but yeah, we but can do it. your kind of third option within the East Surrey area is home birth. Yeah. They have a great home birth. They are lovely. Really successful. So lovely. Really lovely. And again, this is something that I think some people assume that there are criteria you've got to hit to be allowed. Again, Mm. it's a little bit like the birth centre, this light, low risk, high risk kind of conversation, which is very nuanced and it needs to be a proper Mm. conversation with your healthcare professionals. Yeah. But also, I know that I hear so many families being like, oh, you know, but I'm a first-time mum. I really like the idea, but Mm. maybe not with my first baby. I'll do it for my second. Yeah. It's almost like they think, oh, first baby. As if there's a huge difference. And it's really not a huge difference. I mean, actually, you know, with the home birth team, they are, you know, like we said, they're fantastic. They will sit down with you and they'll go through your health history and pregnancy history and sort of, you know, go through how things have been going. Um, and actually, you know, the whole high risk and low risk, um, there's such a fine margin sometimes between the two of them. And actually, even if you are a high risk, it doesn't mean that high risk means you can't have no, a certain birth. No, it might mean you need a bit more extra monitoring or perhaps you need... A different midwife bef- with different experience. Uh, I was going to say a specialised midwife. Each team which have got yep. their own specially trained breach yep. midwives that will get involved if that's the criteria yep. things like that. and it might just mean that while you're having a home birth they might need to monitor you a bit yeah. more or perhaps but you know like you said it really is feasible to have a home yeah. birth you know don't feel like you can't because of the label of high risk or no. whatever 
and really speak to them. Look into their information. They share such great information on their social media. This is the birth centre and the home birth team. Follow them on Instagram. They they do quite clearly now. They do these dashboards like the rest of the maternity Mm. do. And actually something they've been doing on there, which I think is so interesting, is breaking down the reasons why people have transferred from home birth or the birth centre over to the labour ward. It's very interesting. The idea is normally, oh no, if people have had to transfer is that there's been some kind of emergency mm. or something mm. like that when you look at it that is it's very low isn't tiny, it tiny tiny percentages yeah it's people wanting a bit more pain relief or needing a bit more assistance with their labor yeah or not even post or even post labor perhaps if um yeah. someone's not feeling well yeah not feeling well complicated repair things like that yeah perhaps because they do obviously stitching with the home birth team but perhaps yeah. if you've had a bit more of a severe tear then they might suggest let's transfer you yeah, in just to... You just need a bit more monitoring. Or a bit more monitoring. Yeah. But again, it's not emergency. You're not being dashed down in no. you know, blue lot of sirens or whatever. It might just be they suggest, oh, we'd like to monitor you and baby. Yeah. Let's come in and just do a few bits. Yes, they're always going to be having your welfare, your baby's welfare exactly. at heart. So if they are unsure, then yes, they might talk about transferring you yeah. in to where you can be monitored more closely. And don't forget... Unless you're having an induction, which is obviously a whole conversation itself. Oh, we'll have to do another episode on that one. That's a whole other episode. Because there's so much on that, yeah. But even if you're not planning a home birth, you are planning a home labour because Mm. you cannot move to that hospital until you are in established labour. That's Mm. a good chunk of your way through your labour. So even if you're not planning to physically give birth at home, you will spend a significant portion, several hours mm. labouring at home. Yeah. So if you're not planning a home birth, think about labouring at home, how yeah. to make that, how it's going to work, and actually if then the idea of doing all that time labouring at home to then have to get in your car and drive to the hospital, which is when, unappealing, yeah. that's one of the very nice it, benefits of home birth. Exactly. You don't have to move. <laughs> no, and actually sometimes we, we say this, when people have been labouring at home, it's all been nice and calm and doing all that, you sitting in the bath and watching their films etc and then they have to get in the car you get that adrenaline because you think oh i'm changing environment it's all happening i'm going to i'm going to hospital and of course hospital can you know adrenaline as well so a lot of women don't want to have that rush for adrenaline when they get in the car and then have to go to hospital and there are ways to calm yourself down once you do get to hospital like we mentioned adapting the environment and things like that but like you say with a home birth if you don't have to move you can keep all that nice oxytocin going um and I guess the other thing we should say is obviously pain relief is, again, you can have pretty much all pain relief options yep, at again, home, except the epidural. The epidural. Yeah. Birth pools you can hire, you yep. can buy, I believe. I think we must be covered under the catchment area. There is also even a organisation that are based more Guildford kind of way that mm. also hire out birth pools but for yeah. a much lower cost than okay. what the companies do we can perhaps put, put details about in, in the blurb. facebook group for them which yeah. discusses it which is great and yeah. it's really a you know if you want it and you can't afford the cost of a hiring it's done for yeah literally the cost of fuel and things like that to yeah get delivered it's yeah. a really great we'll put details of that in the blurb because it's yeah. really good um, um but you can have all the open opioids again obviously the yeah. birth pool we've just said you know the gasinair gasinair is available for home birth yes even while suspended in the hospital we should mention actually we did miss that talking about the delivery suite the gasinair is also suspended there currently it isn't just the birth center it's it birth the center. whole hospital the whole maternity yeah. unit at east surrey yeah. is but um, home birth 
It's not. Because the reason behind it is you can better ventilate your home. So you can open the doors and the windows and and midwives can step outside to have a bit of fresh air. So this is why um, gas and air is still allowed for home births. because they just bring it along with them. It's amazing. It's a really great Um, So actually, I think they were saying that they've had um, more inquiries about home birth because of the gas and air option, which is great because it's good to, you know, for the home birth team to boost their numbers, really. Because I think, um, you know, a lot of people don't, think they can like we said yeah. earlier a lot of people don't think they can have home births and we want to keep the home birth team going it's yeah, really important for them because they're a great asset so if yeah if you are interested in the home birth team we are hoping fingers crossed that one day in the future we yes, will get we one of the home birth team midwives on to yep. chat with us more detail yeah but it's really simple you self-refer yourself over to the home birth team yeah they'll arrange a chat with you yeah normally done in your own home yeah try and do as much as your antenatal care again from the comfort of your own home yeah and they will come and have a chat with you and if the end of that conversation you decide you know what it's not for me then that's not a problem absolutely they're not they're not going to be cross or mad they're going to go it's what's down what's best for mum and baby but I think one of the lovely benefits of it is where they then take over your antenatal care Mm. is you then throughout the last final weeks of your pregnancy will meet the majority of the team yeah so that then when your labour starts you are very likely to have a midwife yeah you have crossed path with before it's not a complete stranger yeah yeah and that in itself makes a difference where unfortunately that isn't something they're able to facilitate in the hospital because the hospital staff are separate to the community antenatal care yeah Yeah. home birth bridge that gap if you're looking for that continuity of having a familiar face within your labor that really ticks the box for that and i know for a lot of people you know we all get a bit anxious we all have a bit of social anxiety even if you're the most extroverted person in the world yeah you're vulnerable in labor and having a stranger there as opposed Can to you. a familiar face, I think we, you know, most of us will have a preference. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's who you build a rapport with yeah. as well. Obviously, we all get on better with some people than we do with others. So it's building that connection as well, yeah. isn't it? Which is what you want when you're in labour. You want to feel that comfort and Definitely. connection and feeling comfortable because it's one of the most vulnerable things you're going to ever yeah. go through. Um, and you will remember your midwife. You might not be able to remember their name, but you'll know, you know, you'll recognise that face. That was someone there for a very pivotal life moment. Of course it was, yeah. So that is the benefits of a home birth, really. Um, so, yeah. So it, it's worth definitely, if, if you're considering it and you're not sure, like Emma said, refer yourself, have a chat with them yeah. and take it from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a pattern here with all three options, isn't there? The pattern here is that the birth environment it's the same yes. for all three. Yeah. Pain relief, I would say, is pretty much the same apart from the epidural. It's the yeah. same for all three. It is. Um, and in terms of risk factor, it's similar for all three. So whether yeah. at hospital you can be transferred, and even if you're at home, you can be transferred if you have to be. You can be yeah. transferred quite quickly to hospital. Yeah. if you. So okay. there's a theme across all three, really, I there think, is. to take away from today. Obviously, it's always worth looking at pros and cons with all yes, three options. Everyone's individual medical needs and yep. things. And we will put a link in the notes, as we did, to the birth centre episode, to the birth birthplace study, which yeah. really lets you look, if you're into those kind of statistics, and really 
comparing them. Oh, the dashboard. Really to be interesting in terms yeah. of yeah, where the risks lie. Because yeah. there is no place that is more risky for baby, but no. there are differences in terms of outcomes for mum, in terms of likelihood of C-sections, things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So but it's, it's interesting that when you apply, you know, especially birth environment, you know, it's, yeah. it's really interesting that, you know, the difference it can make. Oh, God, yeah. Really, big difference. Um, don't walk into a hospital room thinking this is a hospital room and I can't do anything. It's your room. Yes, yeah. wherever you give birth, yeah. you can adapt it. Um, but yeah, they're, they're the three options really, aren't they? They are. So, so yeah, that is East Surrey Hospital's options. And again, we'll yeah. pop back in the next couple of weeks and give you a quick recap of some of the other options. Of the for other hospitals. hospitals. Absolutely. And in the blurb today we'll, we'll, for this episode, we'll put links up. We'll put loads right. of links up. And obviously we'll put a link up if you want to book a tour at East Surrey Hospital. We'll put yes. the link up for that as well yeah. if you want to go have a look around. Um but yeah, I think we've yeah, covered so all the birth options today, isn't it? Yeah. So good to speak to you all and yeah, lovely you. to be back. <laughs> if you are listening to this, if you're finding it helpful, obviously please follow the podcast so you get notifications of when new episodes come out. And if you know anybody else that you think might benefit from it, please do uh, share. Absolutely. The more people that can have all this information the better well, the more info you have the better you're going to feel and we've um, got some more guests coming up soon we as do. well so yes. we'll share details of that very soon yeah. have a nice one but take care bye bye thank you for tuning in to the east surrey bump to baby podcast today if you have any topics you'd like us to cover in the upcoming episodes please do get in touch you can find me becca at be your own birth on www.beyourownbirth.co.uk And you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. And you can find me, Emma, at Calm Mama Collective, www.calmamacollective.co.uk. And on Instagram, I am calmama underscore hypnobirthing. We'll see you next time.